Welcome to another episode of Teed Up. We're in that home stretch, almost done with 2018, getting ready to say hello to 2019. 2018's been an interesting year. I think one of the cooler things that I've done with the year was actually start this podcast. And as I go back and think about the year in review of Teed Up, it's really given me an opportunity to connect with friends and colleagues on a much deeper level than I feel like I've been used to uh, in the past few years. And I think a large part of that is because the medium of podcasting in itself, where you're talking directly with one other person, or in some cases for me, talking to myself, um, you're, you're focusing more on the conversation and less on the things on the periphery of that. And what I mean by that, and I've been giving a lot of thought to this lately, you know, social media has created a world for at least me as a 32-year-old male um, of mixed emotions for me, Uh, mixed interactions. I struggle each day in my life to really figure out whether social media is a relevant thing for me anymore. Um, And what do I mean by that? Uh, I don't want to sound too negative. I don't want to say, hey, Instagram's horrible and, and Twitter's Twitter. But there's value in detoxing uh, yourself from social media. I've, I've figured it out lately uh, as my participation in, uh, my consumption of, uh, has been drastically reduced over, I would say, the last few weeks, the last couple of months. I've, I've really tried to dial back uh, my consumption of social media. And let me tell you something. It's been refreshing. It's, it's been really, really nice. I'll dive into that a little bit deeper, but back to podcasting and back to 2018 and teed up, you know, I've got the, I've had the opportunity to speak with really interesting people. Uh, and these are people who I have kept in touch with every day. These are people who I keep in touch with every other week. These are people who I haven't spoken to, uh, in a couple of years. Um, but they all have, come to the table. And so this episode is dedicated to all of the guests of Teed Up this year who shared their insights and life stories with me. Um, and if I forget anyone or leave anyone out, you know, please forgive me. But I think of when I first started this, I had uh, Alex Taub of Social Rank come on and we discussed the latest trends in Fortnite uh, and why, you know, as adults, we found it to be an amazing thing to play and, and, uh, how it related to lean startups, and I think looking at the news cycle this week alone, <laughs> that episode's more relevant than ever. Um, a lot of crazy things going on with Fortnite, and I called on the last episode. Everyone wants to sue Fortnite now uh, for stealing their dancing. The latest one being Alfonso Ribeiro uh, suing Fortnite for stealing the Carlton dance. And man, I wanted to do an episode just on that, but. Uh, Let's move on, because the jury's out on that one, and uh, I think the Backpack Kid just sued Fortnite as well. I didn't even really know who the Backpack Kid was before he sued Fortnite. I have a lot to catch up on, but part of it's because I haven't been in touch with social media, maybe. I don't know. We can think about that one, but you know, I've had Fritz Charles on the podcast, who you know was really helpful in breaking down what Colin Kaepernick and his deal with Nike meant to the world of NFL. And I think, again, with that, we're still trying to figure that one out as well. And uh, I'm still waiting for that Kaepernick gear to drop. So stay tuned for that. 
I had my friend TJ Paladino come on the episode. We talked about mayo chop and whether that's going to be the next big thing in your your kitchen or your pantry. And uh, that was also a moment for me to reflect on you know, how much food has been a part of my career and my life and has really played a large role in in what I do. Uh, and plus, I love to eat it every day. Uh, I think, you know, there are a couple of standout episodes for me of, of Teed Up that, uh, that really seem to resonate with a lot of people. Um, Yin's story, when she came on talking about being an undocumented immigrant living in the United States, uh, seemed to draw a lot of emotion from, from listeners. I've had people come up to me and say that that episode really you know, touched me. Uh, some people were undocumented immigrants themselves. Some people just understood the the story and, and understood it. And I w- I'm really thankful for Yin being so open and coming on the show and sharing that with me. Um, had Matt Moore come on, and he's been a, a fun person to keep in touch with over the years, uh, and shared a lot about his experience, you know, working with Uber and his thoughts on the world that we currently live in and the Sacramento Kings. And so that's always a, a good discussion. And I'm sure I've left someone out. Uh, I think the other episodes were solo episodes, but um, if I have, I apologize. And I hope to bring on a lot of new guests in the coming year, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who came on uh, to share their stories and, and make teed up what it, what it really is right now. So that's what I love about podcasting is, is being able to have these discussions at length with really smart people and really interesting people and encouraging that type of dialogue. And I feel like that's what's missing in my interactions on social media. Um, Social media has been a a great way to kind of keep in touch with people. Uh, But at 32, I'm not sure I need to keep in touch with everyone to the levels that I I do on social media. And what I mean by that uh, is that I feel that liking photos and just scrolling through your feed has replaced real interaction with people. And I'm not alone in this. This is not a groundbreaking thing that I'm presenting, but I feel in particular for me, it, it's put me in a space that I don't keep in touch with as many people as I should. should. And it's also weird for us to even make that attempt at this point because we're so used to following each other's lives on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, mainly Instagram, you know, Snapchat, I haven't really gotten into. It's not, no offense, Snapchat. I I just don't really get it. I don't understand why putting a filter on someone's face looks like a dog is a thing. Uh, I've tried it. I've tried to embrace it. Maybe, maybe I will in 2019. I'm not going to give up on it. It, It's definitely done well. So I don't think I am the uh, target demo for them. But, you know, let's focus on Instagram in particular, because I think there's one product uh implementation product addition to instagram that has made it into this world that's not necessarily reality and it's what you choose to post in your instagram story and you know i think of a couple of things that that kind of looking back on 2018 you know one thing to me that stands out you know i I am a member of online dating i still have not done the online dating episode i don't even know where to start with that so we look forward to that in 2019. But one thing I, I have done in, in the past, and I think I'm going to stay away from doing so in, in the future, is adding people that I match with with online dating on Instagram, and especially before we meet. 
because then you get to see their daily stories. And I have an issue with Instagram stories. I don't know what to post half the time on them when I do. So I'm guilty of this as much as anyone else is. But a lot of the stuff that I see from at least my matches on Instagram stories really are indications of early mental breakdowns in, in, in from what I can tell. Um, I know that sounds terrible and I'm sure I'm guilty of, of posting this type of content at times too, but like the things that people post on a daily basis to me, uh, you know, singing in a car, doing karaoke. First of all, that's so dangerous. Like pay attention to the road, man or woman, or in this case, woman, but you know, it goes for both sexes. Um, there's so many, so many things I see on Instagram stories. Uh, and then when it comes to my dating, I start making these own opinions about people and their lives based on what the content that they're posting, which I guess is the idea, but I don't think it's always accurate because at the end of the day, uh, Instagram stories aren't 24 seven and they aren't showing your whole world. And I just think that's a really dangerous thing to observe and use as a tool to judge people. And I'm going to try to dial back on it because I don't want to think that my life is summarized by three to four stories a day. That doesn't tell the full story. Um, I do like Instagram. I, I really do think it's a fun thing to use, but I think it has its downsides. And so I'm trying to stay away from it. Uh, this was going to be a topic that I was going to focus on for a whole episode and debate someone on. But one thing I can't stand, I just have to get this off my chest right now. And this may be very controversial. So, you know, put down your tea. But gender reveal parties. I don't get them. I don't understand why people feel the need to share them. I feel like they're set up just for social media. I get it. They're kind of fun. But the lengths people will go to um, to show whether it's a blue smoke cloud or a pink smoke cloud coming out of a pinata that you hit um, through a bazooka that you launched off your roof that went through five people. I mean, these are like Rube Goldberg devices for anyone who knows what those are, um, just to show off the gender of your baby. I'm going to be very honest, and this is going to be maybe the most controversial thing I've said on Teed Up. I really don't care about your baby. Now I do, and, and, and I'm being a little bit facetious there, and I'm happy for all my friends having kids and uh, moving on <laughs> with their lives, but I'd rather see a photo of a cute dog or a puppy than of a baby. It's just a really personal thing, and I get it. Babies are awesome, and, you know, it's fun to go goo-goo, gaga over them. But I don't care about your photos of your sonograms. I don't care about your gender reveal parties. It's just not something, as a 32-year-old single male, I really want to consume. So that's my little rant on gender reveal parties. I'm curious if you guys feel the same way. I just can't stand them. I don't understand them. I'm, I'm inviting someone to come on the show to talk to me about why gender reveal parties are a thing, why they're important, why I'm wrong on this. I invite you on teed up. Uh, I will provide the tea for you. If you can convince me that gender reveal parties are a necessary part of life. Um, I mean, when did people do this? I understand baby showers. I understand, uh, celebrating the birth of a kid, but why have to show it off in such a function that is so, 
I guess it's extroverted. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's the problem for me. It's just, it's too much of a show. It's too much of a pomp and circumstance. I mean, I'm a guy, I'm not even sure that I want a traditional wedding because I just don't want to, you know, my bar mitzvah was pretty low key. Uh, we had a nice brunch for the adults and my party was, was a banger, but it was, it was small and intimate. I didn't go all out. That's kind of how I live my life. Uh, I'm a little bit of a private individual with a loud voice and that's what this podcast kind of strives to be. So that, so yeah, um, Instagram to me has, has caused this world that I'm not sure where I fit in at times within it. Um, and I think part of that is being, you know, 32 going on 33, seeing my friends and acquaintances and even some of my enemies, although I try not to follow my enemies, you know who you are, um, too much on social media, but seeing where they're at in life versus where I'm at in life. And I think that's a dangerous thing. I, I don't think it's healthy for me to use social media as a benchmark to compare my life to others. Um, I think that's a very private thing that you need to come to terms with on your own. And so I'm going to try to dial back my usage of all these platforms dramatically in 2019. That's kind of my resolution next to also trying to scale back on the amount of Netflix binging I do. Uh, That has to stop. I love Netflix. I'm the first guy to promote it but I need some better real world hobbies. So those are my two 2019 resolutions and I hope to keep them. Um, But yeah, you know, being 32 year old, being a 32 year old male, uh, consuming social media feels weird. It just, it's entertaining. It passes the time, but I don't feel like I'm keeping up with or, maintaining or making new relationships in real life because I feel so comfortable viewing lives on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook. Although Facebook, Facebook, I'm, I'm really like down on right now with everything coming out lately. Uh, I don't want to get into that rant. Uh, I've already ranted about the gender reveal parties and I try to keep these episodes as positive as possible. But for a prog that's played so much of an impact in my life over the last couple of years, I want to steer away from Instagram. I want to steer away from the social media. I've already dialed back on my Twitter because have you ever gone back, for those of you who are active on Twitter, probably half the audience I would say have teed up, gone back and reread your tweets like 48 hours later or a week later. Most of the time when I do that, I'm like, why did I even post that? Like, who really cares about this? Whereas Twitter used to be this great networking tool for me. Now it's kind of like the angry man shouting at the cloud. And I'm not just referring to our president. So 2019, you know, it's going to be a year of opportunity because I'm dialing back. I'm detoxing a bit from social media. We'll see how how much that holds true. It's very tempting once you just start posting Instagram stories and how much I think, you know, the world cares about my gym playlist, you know, of good rap music. I will say that. Uh, and 90s alternative. Uh, I don't think the world needs to hear me 
through that medium as much, nor do I need to consume people's lives uh, as much in it. So that those right there are my initial thoughts on December 19th, 2018 on the state of social media in relation to my life. Um, it could be different for yours, but I do think we do need to make a, do I just say, I do think we do. I'm not editing things anymore. If they come out of my mouth on this podcast, they're going in a show. Uh, that's what I love about the media podcast. It's raw, but I do think we all need to take a step back and evaluate, you know, why are we posting things on Instagram? Why are we posting things on Twitter? Why are we posting things on Facebook? And sure, we could do that every year, but even more so right now, and especially as I get older, because my greatest fear is I will be uh, 55 and connecting to my kids via their posts on Instagram and not a conversation at the breakfast table. I paused there for dramatic effect because I had to go back and think, whoa, that's, that's some deep stuff you just said right there, but it's the truth. Um, 55, that gives me 23 years. Yeah, that's about right. Um, 23 years to, to produce some children. I think, I, I think I can beat that deadline. We'll see. Um, self-imposed deadline, but yeah. And I think it's going to be exciting to, to not rely so much on social media to tell my own story, to learn about the stories of others. I want to rely on things like this podcast to find out the stories of others. I mean, one abstract idea I had, maybe this is a startup that I create, so don't bite this and everyone listening to this episode needs to sign an NDA now. But like, what if instead of matching with people based on five photos and a short bio description um, on these dating apps, like what if I matched through them via listening to their podcast episodes and I really connected with the content they were putting out and their thoughts and ideas? Because right now I'm relying on five photos and a bio description. And like, that's just not a great way to really get to know someone. And you're setting yourself up for failure. I mean, so much of the online dating, and, and I'll expand on this in the future, but so much of it is based off of these built up ideas you have in your head of the person that you match with because of five photos and a bio description. And then maybe they're okay at texting. And then you build them up and you're just setting yourself up for disappointment when you meet in real life. That's the greatest advice I can give to anyone who's online dating currently. Lower your expectations. <laughs> Lower your expectations and um, try to get to know people over time. Don't don't set these great expectations so high that you know they can't be met on the first date and you're automatically disappointed and crying about your life and how you'll never meet someone. Meet a bunch of people. Meet a bunch of people, go on a bunch of dates, go on a bunch of coffee meetings. I used to be so mad about when someone would ask me about to go on a coffee meeting. Now people don't do it because they just use technology instead to avoid the coffee meeting and not have a face-to-face. -face. I get it. It's time-consuming to grab a cup of coffee. But guess what? If you choose who to meet with wisely, and you'll get the hang of it, those coffee meetings end up being really productive. Not just for you and the other person sitting at the other side of the table, but just for society on the whole, because when people will start getting offline, I'll start getting, people will start meeting offline, sorry, uh, and, and start losing the feeling 
of comfortability by only being online and interacting with people. Like Slack, man, there's a company. They're doing really well. So me talking negatively about them will not impact their bottom line in the slightest. But man, do I hate Slack sometimes. Uh, it is a cesspool for passive-aggressive behavior, especially in startup culture. And it's time to take so many of those online conversations offline. That goes for the workplace, that goes for personal life, that goes for just living in general. I think that's what I look forward to in 2019. Uh, Because at the end of the day, the theme for me in 2019 will be authenticity. And I'm not my authentic self on Instagram. I'm not my authentic self on Twitter. I think I'm pretty authentic on this podcast. And that's another thing that draws me to this medium. Um, But I want to represent reality. And reality, at the end of the day, comes down to peer-to-peer conversation. Ideally, it's face-to-face conversation. But that's unrealistic uh, to do with everyone, obviously. We have barriers in place. We have busy work days, families to raise, geographical barriers. But I think picking up the phone and calling someone, as crazy as that sounds, will be one of my agenda items each day going forward. Um, You know, we live in an increasingly closed society when it comes to interacting with one another. Posting on Instagram is not interacting with the world. Maybe it gives you a little bit of a cathartic release and it makes you feel like you're interacting with the world. And I'm guilty of this. I think there have been times where <laughs> I felt like, okay, well, I posted three great, three photos on Instagram. I got 30 likes on each. So, man, my, my social life is great. It's not when, when I rely on those metrics to judge it. So 2018, it was a good learning year for me. I got to get teed up uh, into a thing that actually exists now. Um, and a lot of cool things went into that. A lot of, you know, it's great to kind of see as a marketer your ideas that have remained on paper actually go into production. So that was a real fun thing for me. Uh, it continues to be a fun thing for me. Sometimes I suffer writer's block. That's frustrating, but it's part of the quote-unquote creative process. Um, I may pump out a lot more episodes in season two in 2019. I may not, but what I do know is that this has been a medium and will continue to be a medium that allows me to get the thoughts off my chest in a productive fashion. And hopefully everyone can take a little nugget away from each episode that I put out. Maybe not the Yandi review that I did, although Kanye really hasn't turned it around yet, but the pumpkin spice latte one, I still feel like that's as relevant today as it was back in August when Starbucks chose to put out a pumpkin spice latte in 90 degree weather. I'm still not over that. So, bring it on 2019. I look forward to you and everything that will come with connecting with people on a deeper level than I've probably done so 
in 2018. As always, if you like Teed Up, please subscribe. And thanks for tuning in. This is Andy Rosenberg with Teed Up.